0: Okay, so let's start with your college. Okay, so we are discussing a topic that, on the one end, is narrow, but you'll see very often narrow topics connect to larger halachic ideas that extend way beyond the narrow topic. And this is a good example. Okay, as you a lot of you are learning Arve P'sachim, right? How many are learning? Well, everybody in that Center? Okay. So if you're learning Arve Sakim, the issue of saying Kiddush in Shul came up. And I'm just curious, brief show of hands. How many of you in your American shows does someone say kiddush Friday night after davening? Oh, it's a, not bad, a good number. Okay, there you go. Now, obviously, in many other shows they do not. Now, I don't know if you noticed this. I guess probably not if they don't do it in your American show. but you notice that in Israel they basically don't do it anywhere? Right? Have you guys noticed this phenomena? It's hard to find any minyan in all of United Israel where they make kiddush on Friday night. So let's see exactly how we got to this dividing point. Like how do we get to the point that some make kiddush, some do not, and what's it all based on? Okay, so let's go to the combined P'sachim that probably a lot of you know already. Okay, top source. What if you make kiddush and Shul? Amarav, famous Tibetan Rav and Shmuel, Y'day yayin lo yitzu, Y'day kiddush yatsu. Guys, what are the two things here? What's yayin in this case? Exactly. I'm going to go home. I'm going to have more wine. Do I have to say another... What does Rav's position seem to be? Yes, I do. That some of the change in location demands a new Brei But the Kiddush, I'm done with. I did Kiddush in Shul, I'm good to go. Great. The Shmuel says I'm over 2. Okay, I'm not Yotze even Kiddush. At this point, the Gemara has not explained why. We'll get to why shortly. But now there's an obvious question. It seems like people were making Kiddush twice. In Shul and... At home. So both according to Rav and Shmuel, why would you bother saying Kiddush twice? But it's the opposite question. So here we go. What's the obvious question for Rav? Rav says you are Yotze and Shul. So why bother saying it at home? That's a pretty easy answer. Maybe your entire family did not go to Shul. And therefore, some family members still have to hear... Kiddush. Okay, so that's pretty easy for Rav. The Shmuel lamli leKiddush bebe K'nishta. Watch my Kiddush and Shul for Shmuel. La hafukeh orchim Who's it for? The guest. But now the Gemara makes this crucial point about how hospitality works. And we have a good Aramaic word here, which is not well known. Achlu v'shatu v'ganu bebe K'nishta. What is ganu? Ah, uh, very good. They sleep. So apparently, you know, Jewish communities have a long history of hospitality, but it was different in Talmudic times. What do we tend to today, probably in a lot of your communities? There's a certain couple, I say, I'd say, that's like in charge of hospitality. So I'll say at the end of the show, if you don't have a meal, go speak to Mr. and Mrs. Schwartz. Right? Does Chabad on this side have that? Not yet. Not yet, okay. But uh, apparently that was not the Talmudic method. What they do in Talmudic times, if you don't have a meal, hang out, we're going to provide stuff in the show. That's what we should do. Okay, so that means that why are we making Kiddush and Shol if you're Because actually people are about to eat their meal in the show. Great. Now we finally get to the crux of the matter, which is probably dividing line between Rav and Shmuel. Okay, Rav says you're Yod's say, Kiddush and Shol. Why not? What does Shmuel apparently think? No, because Kiddush is meant to be the introduction to your meal. And if you're not eating a meal in shul. You can't be Yotze Kiddush. Okay, so we got the debate down. Let's just sum up very briefly. If you're Rav, there is no rule like this. You're Yotze Kiddush and Shul. Why do you say Kiddush you get at home if you're Rav? For your family. If you're Shmuel, you're not Yotze Kiddush and Shul. Why are you not Yotze? Because you're not actually eating there. And therefore, why are you making Kiddush and Shul altogether? Because the guests are eating there. we good, Tovar? Okay, great. Now, just one practical ramification of this. Ah, who should we make fun of? Let's go. Is where's Daniel? Ah, Daniel. Is it true that Great Neck has an outlandishly good kiddush? I'm um, not. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Who? Who? Does have an outlandishly good kiddush? Oh wait. Who goes to the Hamptons in the summer? Any Hamptons people here? No. no. Not a single guy goes to the Hamptons. What? I'm sorry. I was okay. Fine. There you go. We'll go back there. Go ahead. Okay. So some shoals Some shuls pride themselves in the most elaborate kiddish ever, right? There was absolutely no need to eat lunch after attending such a kiddish. Okay. What? Where's that? What, what, what do they serve? The best Chalent you'll ever have in your life. Okay. Made by a Garek. What? Oh that's, right. oh, that's right. I forgot about that. We're Choni. That's why you, you must have early to prepare, right? Yep. Okay, there we go. In Philly, there's nothing special, but sometimes there's a double yard set at Chabad that we all know. Wait, so you don't dive in a Chabad usually, right? No, I guess mean, a double yard set. How do you know when there's going to be a double yard site? We have a Chabad friend who checks ahead of time. The <laughs> <laughs> okay, insider information he gets passed along, gets whispered, <laughs> gets, it's gets R- whispered maybe. in the hallways of Philly, there's oh, a yeah. double yard site at Chabad, time to go. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Josh, it's good. I go to JFK. Oh, we discussed this one. That's right. Just Thank for kiddish. That's right. That's right. Okay. So here we go. So you are We'll go with Josh Hitzquitz. you Josh Hitzquitz there at JFK. Okay. Now, there's so much food, you might be full without having a mizono. Perhaps you just eat, you know, the hot dogs and the meat and potatoes from the chulons. Right. And the sushi. Right. So you, Josh Hitzquitz, he is a well-satisfied man. He, did not, he does not need lunch after that endeavor. But what's the problem, guys? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Yotah Kiddush. Because in <laughs> Kiddush, and in Judaism, the best suda is usually bread. What do we say? We're willing to count Mizonos as a suda. But even if he ate a ton, but if all that ton was shahakal and hadama, right, he, so Josh, you might be home, go home very satisfied, but you are not halakhically satisfied, okay, because the rule of en kidush ella b'mekom suda. Okay, everybody go to that, yeah. Would you be able to make a shudot over to offer the sushi rice? Ah, uh, rice is a good question, because don't forget, rice is on the border there. But let's leave rice aside. Okay, yeah. Shouldn't that rule really change? Like nowadays, people look. Is there, you, you point out very often we don't have enough eat a ton of food and enjoy ourselves. Look, it, it's an instant question about should we somehow update hal- Halakha or change Halakha? Rav Yobin thinks we should, but his, his position is not one to at this point. Okay. All right, well, actually, it's going to come back to it later. Yeah, Ronnie. I feel like it's not such a big problem to drink more wine. I mean, you want to do the suda that way. I'm saying, like, make him another Kiddush. It doesn't seem like something that we really need Okay, we'll get back to it in a second. We'll get back to it in a minute. Okay, here we go. Let us go now to the Rashbam. Where does this rule come from? Because how serious a source it is might really matter. Now here, what I say, guys, in Rashbam and Rashi and Tosrot, there's a few keywords that really are crucial. Uh, if I just glance at this Rashbam, how many explanations does he have? Two. Very good. How, how do you know that? There you go. See, guys, it's just that you should know that without anything, you have to understand a single word. There's an inami in the middle. There are obviously two explanations. Okay, we're only going to look at the first one. Ah, famous pasuk in What do we say is connecting the pasuk? A certain kriya. Calling out of Shabbat and oneg and physical pleasure. <laughs> What's the kriya of Shabbat? The kiddush. kiddush. The kiddush should go together with the meal. Haven't <laughs> got the drasha, uh, but here comes a key point that I believe, Ellis. I know you know this point. Okay, when we derive, because Rabbi Norman told me you asked this question once, when we derive halachot from navi, what status do those halachot tend to have? They are not Doraita, guys. So even if you appear in sacred scripture, if you do not appear in Chumash, you are Dorabanan and not Doraita. So what does it sound like? Even though Kiddush is a mitzvah from the Torah, the criteria called Kiddush Makumsuda, Suda, arguably, is a rabbinic addition. Okay, that could become important later in the game. Yes, Ellis? Darabonim halachos from Nakh mm-hmm. are the tribal boundaries that are laid out in Yoshua, Darabonim Okay, I'm just ignoring that. Okay, next. <laughs> yeah. If it's Darabonim, can you say that the Baruch HaBathala is What's a Baruch HaBathala? Ah, Ah, we're getting to it right now. Excellent. So let us go to the tour. So the tour uh, is the first great halacha code right before, even before the Shulchan Aruch. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we divide the shirach into four sections, Rabbi Yosef Kar did not make that up. He just copied the four sections from from the tour. Okay, so the tour really started it. The tour says as follows, and now all the Sephardim in the room are going to be happy, and all the people in Israel are going to be happy. The tour says we should stop making the kiddush. What's the obvious argument, guys? The only reason, well, we're following Shmuel. According to Shmuel, the only reason to make kiddush and shul is because they're guests. Who eat in shoal? We live in a society where that's not the way hospitality works. So nobody eats in shul. So the kiddush has just become pointless. Okay, so here we go. Evan, go to the third line of the tour. Says the tour in the middle of the third line. The keban da hashta. Since right now, leka or chin There are no guests eating in shoal. Manny, here's your move. Karo vadavar liot bracha levatala. Now, it's interesting why he uses the phrase kurva daver. He could just said it is. He's kind of hedging his bets, though. What does he sound like? It's quite close to being a brachla But, man, he seems to be on your team. He says, this kiddush accomplishes nothing, so it's a wasted brachla. We don't like wasted brachla in Judaism. We shouldn't be doing it anymore. Okay? Now, next. What about those? So So here's going to be the challenge of this year, guys. The reason not to do it is just obvious. Don't make Kiddush in Shul because it's not accomplishing anything. Nobody's actually eating in Shul. Nobody's actually fulfilling the mitzvah of Kiddush. So the more intriguing question is, those of us who still make it, why would anyone still be making Kiddush in Shul? I'll get you guys in one second. One more interesting minhag, those who do make Kiddush in Shul, guess what? In your Shul if the adult makes Kiddush, the chazin probably, right? Usually the chazin makes it, right? He shouldn't drink. Why? So now we got a catch twenty-two. We got a problem. He's not having a dinner. He's not Yotze. Well, if you're not Yotze, you're not supposed to drink before kiddush. So guess what? The guy who makes kiddush should not then drink from the wine. What do we do? Here we go. Ella yitain So this now you guys will all understand something. Why is it they do this in Albany? Uh, even in Albany, New York, they have this minhag, right? Why are all the ten-year-old kids lining up there? Okay, because they're still keeping the minhag, no adults are yoteh, so the adults can't drink, but it's a kid, it's not a big deal. So now we know why those that do make kids, well, we know two things now, we're still missing one. We know why to stop the minhag, because you're not accomplish anything. We know why if you keep the minhag, we know why you're giving the wine to kids or the grape juice to kids. We don't know why you decided to keep them in hug altogether. Okay, this? what do you want to say? Ronnie? Um, I was going to say that he just drinks the wine and then he's just said that you answered the question. Okay, but you might be right. We'll get back to it later. Manny? In back in the day, they made one of the say because he was eating the meal. Ah, it could be that it's okay for A. to say kiddish for B's purposes. Okay, I guess okay. the question what when I... am we'll again, though. Right, what, but okay, he, what it wasn't... Okay, it. let's try this, guys. You, you, you might be right It'd be better if a guest did it. Let's say the Chazen did it in the old days. Why would it still not be a brachal of guys? Because it accomplished something. What did it accomplish? It fulfilled kiddush for the guest. Okay, so it could be it's not ideal, many, but I still think you couldn't charge it or file it under brachal of Okay. Yeah, by the way, I'll just give you another example of this. You might have this when Dad, according to Rob, when Dad come home comes home from Shul. Let's say Dad is from Shul, he's ready to make Kiddush. In theory, you might say, let somebody else make Kiddush. What if nobody else wants to? right? So if nobody else wants to, what might you have? Dad will make it again? Okay, but he's really just making Kiddush for somebody else. Okay, well, I'll say that. Yeah, Gideon. Um, so, just on that last thing, mm-hmm. um, the Okay, so there's a whole sugya. So yeah, oh who is it here? We need Yoni Kidorf and Mark Lindenauer. You're, you're our men for today. Okay. What doff and Rush Hashanah are you up to? Uh, we just we skip to the fourth pair. Yeah, I know, but what daff in the fourth pack are you up to? Like first doc, second doc. Oh maybe it's the third pair. Oh, no. Okay there is a sugya called when do we say Yatsa Motzi what would it mean Yatsa Motzi when can somebody Yatsa who ready fulfilled the mitzvah when can he nonetheless be Motzi other people sometimes you can sometimes you can't I'm not going to go the whole thing now because it might get a little bit uh, distracted I'll just say, I don't, I'm not explaining why. In Kiddush we say, Yatza Motzi. You still can do it for somebody else even though you've already fulfilled your obligation. Yeah? Uh, is it, but isn't it a brothel of Atala if you make a brothel and don't taste from the wine? Uh, apparently not. Okay, in fact, look at the last line of tour. Look at the last line of tour. Why this is, is very interesting. here, dummy, this is Okay. Even though we say if you make a brach, you need to taste. Not necessarily him. Even if. But i tell you what might be throwing you off. I'll tell you what might be throwing you off. Okay, you're going to like this, guys. Now, you guys got to be ready to get things, things get really lovedish? We okay? You ready? You might need your hat for this. It's going to be so lovedish. Okay, here we go. Okay, so. Guys, I'm going to make the following divide and we always love when there's gray cases in the middle. What if I tell you that in the world of Yatsamoti, there's a difference between Birkat HaMitzvot and Birkat HaNen. Right? I'm going to make a before Mitzvah, like I share with Tzad Or am I making just Shachol and the Okay? Let's just say the same argument. There's a divide. Guys, what about the Brei Priyagafen of Kiddush? Where should I categorize that? <clears throat> so you guys see why that can be a little bit gray? <laughs> on the <laughs> other hand, it certainly looks and smells like a birka hanenin. It's a classic bray Priya guffin. But maybe when I use it in a kiddish context, it takes on some of the features of a birkada mitzvah. You guys think that's pretty reasonable? Yeah. So that's exactly, that's sugyan rosh Hashanah. I think it's like kafchet or something. It asks that question. But after it says, when do we say Yatza mutzi? It makes the divide between birka mitzvah and birkat hanenin. It asks, what about, it has two questions. It's very interesting, actually, two questions. What about the Hagafin of Kiddush and the Mm -hmm. Hamotzi of Pesach night? Because you get a similar question, right? Oh, it's Hamotzi, but it's in the context of eating matzah. So what if I decide, so that's what might be the answer to your question, right? This might be different because it's not a standard Birka Hanen. you You don't. Chavez and then uh, say, Oh, I'm only saying the broth of, I'm not going to eat, but I'll say the broth and someone else will be yotze from it. You still need So to I'm do that. raising so a that, oh, possibility here that the Burp Your Guffin Friday night has different status than the Hamotzi Friday night. Oh. Okay, it, that is possible. Okay, I know it's, you, might, you might think that's arbitrary, but when you and Roshana will discuss it. Yeah. Could you just say that for the two examples you just gave, like for Moshan mm-hmm. Pesach and Kiddush like the Regev and the Shabbos, since there is references in the Torah, so even so you're not saying that Shachal Pesach is not the same, it's not the I Man, you're saying it can't be a Birka a Mitzvah because we don't have the phrase Shachal Pesach, or no, I'm saying like that... Even so, you don't have to phrase Hashem in Shannon, it's still part of the Mitzvah because like, it's it's explicitly said in the Torah. So, like, okay. Even so, you're not saying Hashem in Shannon. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it could be. Ellis. Isn't there, I've heard this before, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the making the fish over wine or like a beverage generally, isn't that like a nice thing that's like a holdover status? It like oh, it's going to come up later. It's come later. It's true. I know you wrote a paper about it for your Vancouver High School, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. I understand how not drinking for the wine resolves the problem back then, but today, when there's no one being guilty from it. But I said we still have not answered what we're accomplishing by doing so. No, but like, it still, still also could be a batal. What's a batal? The, the bracha on Kiddush could be a batal. You know, Which one? Mechadosh Shabbat or both. Well, Breitprekhafen, somebody's so drinking. So the, the kids are drinking. So, uh, so Mechadosh Shabbat. Exactly. <laughs> That's why mo- most of Amrish Hall says we should stop doing it. We now, the next one's going to be three theories why we still do it. Okay, hang in there. We'll see if any of them convinces you. But don't worry. The Sephardim don't do it. Yeah. You're in good shape. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We can put this on the list, and that's just another thing you Svartim are right about. Okay, yeah. Um, how, is, uh, how does the break like take on... Uh, I'm, I don't discuss right now, because then I'll never get to the rest of the There's ship. two drunkas. There's Kiddush. There's the I understand. Kiddush. I understand. Okay. All right, right. We're here we go, guys. Three solutions. Okay, the first one, you're not going to like, but it is part of Judaism. Okay, source four. Mm-hmm. Says the Rashmah. The F Shalama oh do makeara They made a takana. The ikush mishum orchana. Why did they make the takana? Because of guess. But umishum zimnon di ik orchin. What's zimnon there make? Sometimes there are guests. Tiknu Lukadesh, they made a takana. Bain ikka bain leka. What's his claim, guys? Sometimes we establish something, we just make a general rule. We don't ask you to look what's actually there. What's the claim, basically? We made a Takana, and it just doesn't change, right? We are very conservative in Judaism; we're a little traditionalist. Once the Takana is in place, it's just in place. So I know you might not like this answer, but we're going to look at two other interesting examples. What did you want to claim? That it really doesn't accomplish anything, but it doesn't matter, right? We just stick with the tikkun. Okay. However, he has two other examples where I like to look at, and one of them, in particular, I think we could challenge it. Okay, Dumya, where do you see this in Judaism? De Birkat Me'ein Sheva. Can anyone tell me what that is? What is Bracha Achat Me'ein Sheva? If you know that, you're really good. Excellent. Okay, remember we sing the song Muggin Avot on Friday night after... Guys, okay. why is that called Bracha Achat Me'ein Sheva? Terrific. You guys having a good day here. Guys, the Amidah Friday night is seven brachot. That is one bracha that encapsulates all seven themes. Just think about it for one second. Magain avod Bidvaro. Mechaye meitim b'mamro. Hakel hakadosh, right? There's the first three brachot. Right, if you go through it, you realize it's all seven brachot in one paragraph. Okay, now, does anyone know why that got instituted? Yes, Avery. Ah, apparently there was once an era, I don't know why, where shuls were in the field. They weren't in the middle of the city. And if you were a little behind in davening, you might walk home by yourself. It wasn't so safe. So believe it or not, guys, what is this bracha achat me'en sheba? A built-in delaying tactic. right? Let the slow daveners finish their amidah, and then they'll be able to walk home with everybody else. That is why we instituted bracha achat me'en sheva. Just to give you some halakhic ramifications... You might have heard this, maybe during the COVID minion stage. People will say if you're diving in a place that's not an established minion, you don't do it. Did you ever hear that before? Yeah. Okay, so that's why. Because, again, it's for the place which is established to create this safety feature. Okay, but in any case, what can you easily argue? Nowadays, shoals are not in the field. Maybe walking home alone would not be so dangerous. We should drop it, but we didn't. Okay, he's got a third example. The third one is the one I'm most interested in. Look at two lines from the end. What's he getting at, guys? There are no people there who. What What custom is he talking about here? Which institution? He is talking about the repetition of the Amidah. Why was he wasn't going to claim? Why did we make a repetition of the Amidah? There are some people who don't know how to daven. And this way, instead of not being doing the mitzvah, they can just listen to the chazan. What does he claim? But we often are in a society which is not true, and we have sidurim, it makes life easier. So maybe there's nobody who really needs the repetition, and yet we do it. Okay, so he had just said, he says, I've got three examples of my principle. Again, kiddush and shul, and brahach hamei sheva, and chazer r'ashatz. But let's say you guys don't like that so much. You want them to whittle down the principle. Could you argue that some of the three, that is not the reason we still do it? Okay, right, give me a counter argument for some of the three or one of the three perhaps. Amy, I mean, you I with kedusha. Ah, very good. What if someone says we really like kedusha, and you can only kedusha in and... Chazer So maybe we're not doing it just because we're conservative and traditionalist. Maybe we're doing it because we want to sneak into kedusha. Right, so at that point, I think you could say, Rashba, you got the wrong category. It is not just traditionalism that is leading to it. And now I'm purposely saying that because what if we come up with a parallel argument with Kiddush? Right, so those of you, some of you might like the traditionalist argument. Those of you who don't like the traditionalist argument, you might say, No, you got it wrong, Rashba. I'll give you a specific reason why I do it in all of the three cases. Because let me just do the counter, and then you, I'll take comments. Okay, so let's go to the rush. Uh, that's where life gets interesting, guys, because people say different things. If everybody said the same thing, life would be so boring. Okay, here we go. Thank God. That's not the way Judaism works. Says the Rosh. <laughs> ah, so that's the problem, right? Wait, what about brach l'vatalah, <laughs> as Manny said very well? <laughs> it's not. Why? This is very clever, guys, although some of you will love it, some will hate it. <laughs> what did we say before? The whole rule of... <laughs> rabbinic edition. What does that mean? <laughs> the Kiddush itself is <laughs> That is quite clever. What does the ben Yonah want to say? When Friday night, no one has gotten home yet, right? No one said Kiddush yet. When the Khazan says Kiddush, What's happening? everybody in the room is at least Yote. They're the right to level of Kiddush, right? They have not yet done the extra requirement of Makom Suda. Now you still might say it's pointless because everyone's going to go make Kiddush. What if your Shul has a lot of beginners and there's somebody in Shul who is not going to go, oh man, say Kiddush. The only Kiddush still here is in Shul. What will emerge now? Your Kiddush is accomplishing something. I mean, those people at least be yotzei kiddush mitarita. So notice, I will take comments now, but I really like this contrast. Where the Rashba says, "Oh, I can't find anything we're accomplishing. We just do it because we've always done it." Classic, you know, Jewish traditionalism. That's the Rashba. The Rosh says, "Not at all. We are accomplishing something. Maybe we wouldn't do it just because we've always done it, but everybody is being Yotze, kiddush Maybe that services some of the population there, and therefore it has a point." Okay, so that's a pretty big split. Are we still doing it, even though it's pointless, as the rush would have it? Or are we still doing it because we really are accomplishing something as the rush would have it? Okay, Ellis. Um, but just on the, on the rush, doesn't he say, like, so he's saying that, like, it's we just, like, follow them even if they're... It's, okay, it's look, there is the a major part. question I'm not going to raise right now. But actually, I'm going to raise it. I'm not going to answer it right now. Uh, <laughs> that just to make life interesting. See, so guys, get into Judaism to discover how interesting it is. Okay, we are totally inconsistent about this. Because there's some takano we have changed and some takano we have not. And trying to find the dividing line when we change and when we don't is really difficult. But I'll give you, let's try this guys. Oh, Ronnie, we might have a sephari chumer coming up. Hang in there. Could get difficult for you. Okay, can anyone tell me something in Orita that we do every Shabbat, which means we think the Xerah was dropped? And nope. Nope. What xayu what have we dropped every Friday night? Oh, shopping shopping. Who just said it? Yeah. The okay. Tomorrow says, guys, don't dance on Shabbat. You guys know that? They made a xayu against dancing. Because they were afraid you would whip out musical instruments and fix your instruments. Okay? But there's a toaster that says, toaster and Beitzah. It's not a fear anymore. It's just not going to happen. Okay? So there, all of us who dance in a writer, it's based on a vote that says... Well, it's one argument. That this fear has fallen away. I, I just can't resist, guys. The second argument. There's a great Orr who says, putting your foot in the middle is just not dancing. Dancing is like a more choreographed thing. So I love that. I always like to say, what's the Orr HaShokhan Teter? The Yeshiva Shuffle is not dancing. Okay. okay so that's a good one, right, guys? So file that one away. So we're either able to dance because the Xair has been dropped, as Tosa would have it, Or because the yeshiva shul is just not dancing as the arkah shul would have it. But correct me if I'm wrong, Svardim in the room. I believe the Rambam thinks that the gzera has not been dropped. Sure. And you'll see that in Sephardi Shoals, it is really rare to see them dance on Shabbat. Is that correct, Sephardi? Also, the Ashkenaz Rambamists at Gush. They don't really They don't dance. Yeah, is, is that your uh, book its own buddies? Oh, yeah. self I just like went to do it. Okay. i tried to the Rambamists. Oh, my God. They're these Gush fanatics who so don't dance on Shabbat. Yes, What? Oh, really? Okay, but do they do it as a shtick or seriously? very serious did they also clap like yeah, this yeah. wow okay so just to sum up everybody guys just like there was a xer about dancing there was a xer about clapping okay so those who do dad say we're still keeping the Xair about dancing and those who clap like this are saying oh but if you clap with the Shinui, that's okay okay so if you ever see S.A.R. Gush guys going like this you now know what they are doing okay but in any case notice what just happened that's a case of a gzera, at least most Ashkenazim have dropped. Okay, how about another gzera, guys, that is towards the end of a meal? Another gzera that may have been dropped. Yes, very good. The Gemara says that after you finish eating before benching, you should wash my macronin. Because Gemara says there was some kind of salt residue on their food that wasn't healthy. It's called melech stomit. Once again, guys, toast were very radical. Toast food show up and say... In our world of France and Germany, there's no such thing as Melech's And therefore, we do not have to do this anymore. Okay, so all of you who do not do Maimachonim, it is again based on the assumption... What? Okay. from. Look, I don't know what Melech's is, but apparently we think it's not here either. Okay, but... Now I'm just curious, because again, Rambam might be different. So I'm just curious, do your families do Maimachonim? You yeah. never yes. You've never heard of it. Whoa, okay. Yes, Oh, yeah, uh, there you go. Okay, so I bet that's very interesting, yes, sir. Okay, what's that? Yeah. You gotta do, do it. Kind of. Kind of. What's kind of? Kind of. Kind of. What's kind of? When, like, like, do you mean my parents should do it? I do it. Okay, does that? <laughs> my dad does it. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, didn't, you didn't want you to like, do it? I, I haven't, like, caught on to it yet, like, maybe it won't. Okay. <laughs> Alice, I'm sorry, you're not sorry. Hang in there. No, okay. I'm so I just want to point out <laughs> why, why Ezra's grandfather does it. Again, I think it's an example where Toastvo thought we could drop the Xera, and the Rambam did not. So I would guess, I might be totally wrong, okay, don't be insulted, Rani. I would guess that most Syrians in Aleppo did do it, because they would say the Xera is still in place. And it could be when they came to America, for whatever reason, some of them dropped it. Ronnie, you could check with your uh, your grandfather. Okay, ask Ronnie Mirun if you should do Maimachronim. Okay, but uh, I would suspect that's why his grandfather does it. Okay, Ellis. doesn't the like, that is something that you, like, have to like, it- Okay, but the Ramas says you don't have to do it. Yeah. No, no, Okay, like, guys, it's not a, it's like the, not the first time this happened. to me People called me. and was "How can we not do this?" The Shulchan Aruch says, "Guys, there's a reason why the Ramah wrote his notes, right? Just check if the Ramah disagrees with the Shulchan Aruch." Okay, what? It what the, it a what? It a point. Me, can you rely on the Ramah? Yeah, I yeah. can. Okay, so, so that's certain... I, I will say one thing, guys. I'm not going to get into right now. Yeah. It's true that 98 percent of the time, an awesome father, Ramah, and Tzavirim from the Shulchan Aruch. I've been collecting examples my whole life. There is like a 2% where it's not true. I mean, it's not true that Sparta, every single psalm ever, always follows Shabbat and Askanah. So well, there might be a little bit of leeway. okay? See, a of or like the Arizal or like, like that, basically? Well, we'll discuss it more some other time. Okay, guys, but then there are Xero that haven't been officially dropped, which I think should have been. Okay, for example, did anyone hear about the gzehra about not taking medicine on Shabbat? Okay, what are we afraid of? grinding. Now, that makes sense when the method to produce medicine was you took something from your garden and ground it up. But if you're just getting pills from the supermarket, from the pharmacy, it's not exactly clear why that xerah should be in place. So I'm still waiting. I think a rabbi should just get up and say this xerah no longer applies. Okay. So uh, without getting into it, though, realize we are inconsistent on this issue. Okay. Sometimes we do change the halachah, sometimes we do not. (laughs) Working out a grand theory would be great. Yeah? A few things. All, the last guy who says that maybe someone's not going home and not say gauge. like, we still don't the same the of the shows You wanna get there in a minute? Okay. And the second we'll, point. Yeah. Is to, I don't think actually help at all. I don't think walking the is a second delaying tactic. Ah, uh, uh, well, I just think is would we need two different delaying tactics? Maybe people really sit down. Interesting. All right, I'll think about it. I haven't seen anyone suggest that. Hang on, guys. Let me just do a couple more things and then I'll take more questions. Okay, now, I think Ellis raised an interesting question before, which might make life more difficult for a baby Yonah. It could be that not only is Kiddush Melkam Suda a rabbinic edition, what if I tell you wine is not really crucial either? Meaning at that point, when would I actually be Yote Kiddush if the wine's not really crucial either? In Marif Friday night but now I'm in big trouble, right? If that's true. This is Guys, I'm doing this outside. You don't want to see this, this is the Archer Shulton's question in Source 6. Because what of the Bermuda is saying who's being helped by Kiddush? Somebody who needs the Kiddush on the Daraitha level, right? But wait, maybe everybody who said Mara Friday night did Kiddush Daraitha. And adding wine but not eating Makum suda doesn't really take care of the, well, the rabbinic requirements. And see, it would again become pointless. Mm-hmm. And now you'd have to get Manny's questions and you get worse. Because then, who's the only person Kiddush be helping? Somebody in Shul Friday night, who? Uh, doesn't daven. Right? But there might be people like that. Maybe people come for the social... I love, people do come to Shul for the social element. It's how they're part of Am Yisrael. Right. So maybe there's somebody in Shul who came to connect to Am Yisrael, be part of the community. Doesn't actually daven the Amida. And then here's Kiddush. Okay? But again, it's getting... As Manny's point, it's making... Who this is accomplishing? It's making it more and more restricted. By if Rabbi is right, it's somebody in show who's not saying the Amidah. Okay. Yes. Get in. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Here we go very brief Mordecai, and then I'm going to sneak in two more things. Okay. Source seven. The Mordecai, Uh. Jonah K. You might need your head again. We'll get another Amud Shmuk. Okay. You don't have to actually touch it, it, okay? But here we go. Says the Mordecai in source 7. I'm not explaining who the Sar was, but he's remembered the toast of the Basically, what he says, is, if I'm not getting into it, that there's two, like classic Brisker move. There are two aspects to Kiddush. There's Kiddush that's just allowing you to drink and this kiddush as being Yodzei, this mitzvah that introduces the meal. What if I say you could split the two? If you could split the two, what what emerges? When the chadin says kiddush and show, he's not fulfilling the kiddush of the suda, but he is fulfilling. There's like a separate din. What's a separate din? Don't drink Friday night till someone's recited. A kiddush. What if you could split those two dinim? So then as the problem gets solved immediately, once he makes kiddush, he's allowed to drink. Haven't got that? Even though he's not doing the other aspect of kiddush. So basically, if he's right, you wouldn't even need to give it to a kid. He's just be saying there's another aspect of kiddush, which is simply allowing you to drink. Kiddush. Okay, so to the throw in, there is a third solution out there that's a little bit more obscure. Okay, now we get to the two major sources I wanted to do. In the interest of time, we're going to go to the Shridi first. Okay, because this, the of ram we might get to, the Swedish we have to get to. Okay, the Sridi was Rav Echil Yaakov Weinberg. Okay, he, actually there's a great biography of him. If you're curious guys, written by Jacob Shapiro's father. Okay, Professor Mark Shapiro wrote a great biography of the Sridi Okay, he lived in Lithuania and then Germany before the war. Then he was a Russian prisoner of war during World War II and he survived. Okay, and he then moved to Switzerland after the war. But you could see that the war really affected him in the title. Guys, what kind of name is Sri Deish? What do not know what Sri means? It means to be a survivor or a remnant. Basically, if you call your book the remnant of the fire or the survivor of the conflagration, that's a pretty strong statement, right? So obviously, he was very affected by World War II and that's why his book is called Sri De'esh. We're going to see a great chuva but there's something everybody needs to know, Okay, if you're going to be a Bnei Akiva Nick. Do you know what his most famous chuva is in Bnei Akiva circles? Anyone know in the room? Even Shunabet. Okay, he was asked about co-ed youth groups. Okay, and it is the most famous tshuva about co-ed and about Kol Isha. Okay, all the good heterim of Kol Isha come from that tshuva. Because in fact, he makes one famous move, which is the Gemara. I think we discussed this once. The Gemara is a rule called Tre Kali Lomish if there are two sounds, two voices, I can't make one out. That's why we don't want a choir for Chazanut, for the Amidah, because I want to be able to isolate a voice. Now, the Gemara never applied that to Kolesha, but what does Rev. Weinberg say? Why shouldn't that rule apply to Kolesha? All of a sudden, it's great as long as there are multiple voices, we have solved the problem of Kolesha. Okay, so that is a famous Sri not for us right now. Let us just see source 10, then I'll take questions. Now, what I love about this tshuva is, A, it's a really good tshuva. B, it is the only tshuva I know where the question came from Finland. Quite exciting. I mean, are you excited about that, that? The question came from Finland? Do you feel any kinship with those Finnish? No? Okay. Are they like a rival in hockey? No? Not even. Not even. Okay. Fine. What? They're, re- they're just irrelevant to Finnish. See, guys, that proves my point again. It's better to be criticized than to be irrelevant. The poor Finnish, they're just irrelevant. Okay, here we go. L'chvod y'didi ravagon hachach ha-mashaleh, rav Avram Berlinger, rav Rashi b'Finland. It's kind of funny, like, how, like, honorable is that? It's like, okay, I'm not going to say Okay. Being the chief rabbi of Finland. Okay, here we go. Uh, what? Finisher. Uh, not this, not this. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this is a really sick question, guys. World War II, obviously, some transport broke down. So Finland probably did not have their own produced kosher wine. So they would get their kosher wine from elsewhere. What happened during World War II all of a sudden? No, a war. They didn't have access to kosher wine. Okay, i good so far? So now you're Finland, you don't have access to kosher wine. Apparently the old minhag was to make Kedushin Shul pretty naturally during World War Two. They stopped, right, because they just didn't have access to wine. Now World War Two is over, so they're trying to figure out, should we go back to the old minhag? But here comes a classic move, guys. There's a debate between the rabbi and the community. And I'm actually a little surprised, because I would have thought that it would play out. Oh, actually, it does play out the right. Sorry, it's not surprising. It plays out exactly right. Who do you think would be in favor of resuming the Minag, would be in favor of changing it now? So the community wanted to resume. Because think about it. You're say, I remember for years. What do we do in Finland? We say Kiddish and shul Friday nights. So we couldn't do it for a couple of years of the war. Let's go back to the old Minag. And the rabbi said, I always thought it was a lucky wrong. I'm going to jump on the opportunity But right now that we haven't done it for the last four years it's just over okay so that's an interesting debate right the community wants to go back to Oman Hag and the rabbi wants to stop okay skip to the second paragraph the whole day was worth it for these two points he makes so who does Rav Weinberg side with the community or the rabbi the he sides with the community now he knows the rabbi is going to be upset no rabbi likes to lose out to the community so he says, al Al Kvodo. Don't be so zealous about your honor. She now comes the best line of the day. It's just the opposite. kvodo. this is your honor. al-gato. You're not stubborn about your position. Guys, this is great advice for life. Somebody who's a little bit underconfident and feels threatened thinks if they ever admit they're wrong, it's all over. Right? No one's going to respect them. But a more mature realization is, in the right context, people will respect you more if you can admit you're wrong. Right? If you guys are parents or teachers, they go, oh, I'll lose my authority if I ever say, I don't know where I was wrong. You should not think that. You should go <laughs> with the your says. They'll respect you more. So he says to the rabbi, don't worry. It's okay. Once in a while you say, community, we're right. We're going to go with you. Okay, so that's a great point. Next. Then he says... Of uh, the ode to the end, and this fits Finland very well. The Kiddush Hashavah beferhesya, who Moshe Chaim veYofi shal Kedusha leknistar yom Kedusha zer, veulayit oru al yedekin l'tshuva leKadish kam betam. Guys, this is great. Meaning, halacha is not just cut and dried, rigid law. You have to take educational factors into consideration also. What does Weinberg think is true about the context in Helsinki? The average guy in Shoal is not particularly from or knowledgeable. What is a great thing for him to experience? Let him see the mitzvah of Kiddush. Okay, so I think it's interesting you get two things in this Rav at the end. Number one, the idea that admitting you're wrong could add to your honor rather than detract from your honor. And number two, he says sometimes you have to take educational considerations. If halakhli you could go either way, you could resume Kiddush and Shul, you cannot. He says, in our Finnish context, it would be the right move to resume Kiddush and Shul. Okay, who had a comment or question before? Elias. It was about coed singing, right? Okay. Elias, that could be part of your next theological discourse. He said that Okay. Did God dictate the Torah? And what do we think about coed singing? Okay, the two major conundrums of our time. Yes. Yeah this uh actually the thing that happened in finland happened in my synagogue why did they not have one? during during covid we wanted it was some rule that they were trying to like, get, I think get people out faster or not have like a bunch of kids congregate around them. wow so they so they ended it and what happened after covid ended yeah. my rabbi wanted to stop it oh my god but the, literally, literally the won. exact same scenario what's your was, show uh brs we west Okay, that is great. Yeah. I give given this sure a lot, and no one ever got up and said the exact same thing happened in my show. And who won? Uh, I, was, I mean, it wasn't the, yeah, the Rod just wasn't the community. Okay, very cool. Did he know about this mediation? He asked, he ended up asking like Rob or someone, so I'm sure that okay. But can you check next time you're Who's the rabbi in BRS West? Uh, Rabbi Raoul Gilgal. Okay, check me the exact question. I think it's very intriguing. It'll be a good drush when that coming the speaker. Shout out to the story. My question dates back to Helsinki in 1946. <laughs> okay, yeah, you need some form of uh, like, a thing that think, like. Uh, like to keep, to keep the going? Well, look, again, if the Swedish had no halakhic source, it would be a problem. But the Minhag was in place. Right. right? So it's not a crazy thought to say, just qua Minhag, we should still do it. That's what I'm saying. Can, yes. you, can you say, like, like, yeah, it's kind of problematic, but, like, the Minhag is the Minhag. Well, isn't that what the Rash was said? Wasn't that the first theory? Yeah. Right. Like, so, is, there, is there any machloket in that? Like, look, I, I, I just pointed out that. Um, we do say that. Sometimes we change. Also, the question is, are you losing anything by keeping the minhag? So I think one of the reasons why this case is different, like what are you, sparring, mark you? No, you're losing something because it's a brachal of Atalat. So I think this is a little bit of a trickier minhag than the average minhag. Right. It's just like you see with brakhal in the morning, like my example before. It's just I'm confused. Okay. Yeah, Joseph. Um, what about, why do we we we're just women are having kids. No, we explained it. Who can explain why we give the to kids? Because the adult can't really drink isn't Yoda kiddish yet. He shouldn't start drinking. Okay. And apparently, we're assuming that as long as somebody drinks. It's not a brachal wow. so It's still like, for reasons, but doesn't that like, draw the kids the wrong way? Ah, okay, excellent. Guys, I know I'm over, but just, can I do one more minute? Okay, we'll just have to sing Ashway quickly. Okay, guys, the Mug and that I skipped, those who are really intellectually curious should read it. I'll just tell you what the question is. Very good, Joseph. He asks, is it better to give it to a kid who's Higielach or low Higielach Everyone understand? Should I give it to a 12-year-old who's almost five yet, or give it to a five-year-old? And everyone in the room should be able to think of arguments in both directions, based on what Joseph just said. Okay, everybody got that? All right, excellent, guys. Okay, have a great Shabbat. Again, remember the schedule tonight, mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, I'm giving sear. Then, very brief, cha with How irrelevant the fetish are, based on relevant.